Worried you'll need to babysit your robot vacuum? Think again. Meet Eufy X10 Pro Omni Robot Vacuum with AI-powered navigation to recognize and avoid over 100 objects. It's the winner of five Best of CES awards. And Digital Trend says it boasts almost all the same features as robot vacuums that cost twice as much. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com, that's E-U-F-Y.com, and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799. You're listening to Text Message, the UK-focused technology pod cast with me, Nate Langson. And me, an ecstatic Ian Morris. Ecstatic because we're recording this later than we usually do. Normally we have a 2.30 start time uh, on uh, on Sundays, but because I went to look at a new doggy, uh, we started three hours late. So apologies How much was that doggy in the window? Well, he wasn't in the window, he was in the uh. doorway, and he is currently free. Ah, so maybe no such thing as a free lunch, but there is such thing as a free dog, potentially. That's good. Well, I mean, it won't be free because they do eat a lot, mm. including John, your stuff. John, uh, who I also believe eats a lot and is one of our patrons, says in our live chat that I'm enunciating the word podcast more and more weirdly every week. You can't tell our podcast patrons that they eat a lot. I mean, These are I, our most dedicated and loyal listeners, Nate. I reckon he eats at least more than once a day. Like what else do you do more? Well, than I know I day? do. I would describe that as something that one does a lot of. Anyway, uh, we're still doing the show. We almost didn't, but then we did because we love doing the podcast and we love our listeners. Um, we're going to start by talking about something that we've briefly touched on before, uh, much like when and the, the we'll hand... impact the show next week. It, well, good point. It will because this time next week. That is to well, say, not next... this time. No, next Sunday afternoon when we normally record the show. We record live, and during our live recording, 90% there and thereabouts of the UK's smartphones will simultaneously be subjected to a test of the government's new emergency warning system. Uh, It's going to happen at 3pm on Sunday. It will impact pretty much anyone with a smartphone. It cannot be silenced. It will vibrate, and you will have to acknowledge it to stop it. Uh, Don't be alarmed. In fact, that wasn't a pun. I mean, it was, but it wasn't a deliberate one because there's no actual, you know, national looming imminent threat to life, at least not one that we're being alerted to. Um, Although that is the reason the system is being tested, you know, like a like a nice, comforting new way to induce national panic and confusion for things like bad weather and flash floods, wildfires, that kind of thing. That's that's sort of why this system is being created and why it is being tested. But it also, of course, could be, um, and hope, although hopefully never will be used for terror incidents, uh, civil defence emergencies, things like that, if Britain was under attack, um, according to the BBC anyway. Now, the Cabinet Office released a screenshot of what the message will say, which is as follows. This is a test of emergency alerts, a new UK government service that will warn you if there's a life-threatening emergency nearby. In a real emergency, follow the instructions in the alert to keep yourself and others safe. Visit gov.uk alerts slash alerts, sorry, for more information. This is a test. You do not need to take any action. Uh, That's kind of uh, disingenuous. You do have to take some action. You have to press the go away button. Uh. Um, So we're going to have an alarm on our phones next sunday now going to mate, be able to react know? to it react to it live please can i finish you okay may. i finished i finished oh um would it uh is it so is this the one that you can't silence 
Because there are three, aren't there? There are two of increase. Well, of three of increasing severity. One can't be stopped, and two you can turn off in your phone settings. That's right. This one you cannot disable. Right. Brilliant. Well, that's great news. Brilliant. Thank you. As far as I'm aware, and now John in our live chat is saying that there is an option to silence this one. Now, good. That that may be the case, but the I mean, let's be honest. The vast majority of people who hear this on Sunday are going to hear it. Um, probably yes and this is a this is a this is a system so it may be that there is the you know highest priority ones that everyone is going to get and those are going to get through to you uh anyway so we're going to react to this live next week which is going to be a lot of fun it's a very nerdy turn them back on just in case yeah um john says i think they're considering people in abusive relationships who have a secret phone that is extremely I heard them uh, talk about this on the radio. Actually, yes, it's a really yeah. big, it's a really big point because if you've got a secret phone that you use to communicate with people, it won't be a very big secret, will it? If it's blaring a noise, yeah, really it'd be a good, on. it'd be a good Bond storyline, wouldn't it? You know, Would it? Bond, James Bond, yeah, James Bond, sort of abseiling down the side of a quiet building. I don't know how to <laughs> do that quietly, and um, and then he's, you know, his alert goes off to say this is a test of an emergency. I mean, system. presumably you can turn your phone off. Well, yeah, you can do that. No one ever does that, obviously. Like that would be that would be like cutting off all of your limbs. Uh, Luke reminded us. Uh, I say reminded us. We actually have a screenshot of this in our show notes as well. But Luke did post a screenshot that it's a throwback to a small mishap with such a system in 2018, uh, and we do indeed have a screenshot of what happened. This was in the US, which has a, a very similar system, as do other countries like Japan. We'll come to that. Um, where at one moment a alert emergency alert flashed up this was on an iphone and it says big letters all caps emergency alerts uh ballistic missile threat inbound to hawaii seek immediate shelter this is not a drill right that went out phones in hawaii got this and then 38 minutes later according to this screenshot uh, in lower caps uh, lowercase this time there is no missile threat of danger to the state of hawaii repeat false alarm so that's good. Now I've been yeah, in, great. you know, in Japan they've had a lot of these, and in, our listeners are way ahead of us on this one because I just saw Charlotte's just typed about um, Japan, and um, Japan has one of these systems that is uh, commonly used for things like earthquakes and tsunami warnings. Uh, obviously, that country has uh, quite a history, sadly, with uh, such incidents, and so those are systems that again go off but they have it i think it's called something like j alert and it's not limited to phones charlotte correct me if i'm wrong but i believe it also flashes up on tvs and radio and things like that like it's not it's it's really quite um pervasive uh, yeah if it's the one i've seen um she says yes tvs etc that's interesting i never saw one of those i wasn't in japan for very long because apparently they have a they have an earthquake pretty much every two weeks don't they depending on the severity they have earthquakes every day but but i think ones that require warnings i think yeah um loudspeakers in towns she says as well um so we're kind of we're sitting somewhere in the middle of of this you know we do not have the loudspeakers in towns tv alerts being taken over that japan has but it is a step up from what we use say during the covid pandemic where the government basically just sent a text to everyone saying i can't remember the exact words but it was along the lines of there is a deadly virus there's no treatment stay indoors um so a step forwards morris would you say I, no i hate it i think it's stupid 
But what if you were about to be hit by a missile? Wouldn't you prefer I, to have what, a heads what can, up? What can I do about it if I'm about well, to can, be hit by a missile? Well, you can run away. Well, ha- can I though? Really? Can I run meaningfully look far away from a missile? Yes. Mm, I mean, it depends I, how I mean, much. Of, I, de- yes. I mean, if I get right, twenty yes. minutes, yes, yes, I could probably get a little bit away in twenty minutes. Um, my parents always used to say, you know, if there's a nuclear bomb, just you know, drive towards the center of it as quickly as you possibly can. Yeah. Um, because no one wants to sort of be stuck in the bit around the edges. Um, I, yeah. I mean, sure. The thing is, I don't know really. I, I don't. I don't because everyone else does this. It's hard to argue that you know. It, it it doesn't have a place because you know lots of countries do it but could these not be sort of things that people sign up for for example i don't want to see you know us being alerted to things constantly i just i'm not interested i, I know don't you want mean. to be i don't want I to be what, bothered constantly by the government i know what you mean and i and i'm and i'm with you in spirit because i have <laughs> the vast majority of my notifications on my phone disabled because i don't find them useful however there is a Same. difference between a, a, somebody in pr chasing a reply to an email <laughs> and the government telling you that a bomb is a, incoming um in which yeah. case as but Kate where, where am i out, going in, like in where am i going chat, well where, where's the house? safe place well, what C- how is me. that safe how is that safe you don't have a bomb shelter do you no, but I have enough tins of beans in our garage, I think, from the <laughs> pandemic still to, to last for at least until, you know, we start worrying about the infections. Yes. And I mean, I get that. But also we've seen how it gets abused. Well, like, we've seen it, we've seen how it gets it gets uh, we've seen how it breaks because humans are still a factor. Yeah, in I know, but also, but also, it becomes it's same as weather alerts. Like it's all we're all we always seem to be on some sort of weather alert these days. It was a bit blowy out the other day, and I, you know, there was a, a weather alert. It, it, it just it becomes it comes to the point where it isn't used correctly. Therefore, it, it ceases to have any meaning. Now, for example, I'm already. Um, I'm already subscribed. Oh, Charlotte's just mentioned this in the chat. Yeah, I ha- I don't have an app so much for flooding. Um, it's it's there is an environment agency service which they I think they sort of auto subscribe you to. I don't know where I got my phone number from, um, but they sort of auto subscribe you to it. Basically, they send you a text message because I do live in a mildly flood risk of you know area, so they they will send me a text message if there's a risk. Now that seems to me to be quite a good way of handling it. Like. I I do feel like you're going to end up like with messages for things that are not really related to where you are, you know. What if there's a if there's a nuclear strike on London? Are they going to tell me about it? Well, I mean, I live close enough to London for it to be a problem for me. Um, but am I going to be able to do anything about it? Not mm. really. You know, well, I could stay indoors and keep my windows and doors shut. But remain in, remain indoors. Remain, now, remain indoors. I, I yeah. want to. I want to mention a couple of things that came in on our live chat where we've been talking here because Kate raises a couple of good questions or points. Surely, if there's flooding or fire predicted, you'd want to be alerted so you could gather some things and leave. And she follows up. There was a fire in a field behind my friend's house. They had police knocking on everyone's doors, telling them to leave their houses. Surely, a phone alert would help in a situation yes, like that. Yes, but how do you how do you do a phone alert like that? How do you manage that? so precisely that it only alerts the people who need to be moved like i get i I agree yes it's a it's a better solution than knocking on the doors um but but the phones know there's no way to talk no because that's not how that system works is this is 
this system it's not, is not, it's not based that, on phone numbers and it's not tied to your personal information, but it will be tied to your location. Yes, but it's not tied to your location in such a way as that would be no. narrow enough to help in a situation like that. Like I, get, that. I get the point. Yes. If, if it, uh, that perhaps is an example that maybe wouldn't work. But yes, if there was a flood, then it could alert all the people in the area, you know. Do, but again, you know, what am I going to do about it? What what can I do? Don't have any sandbags. But, you take, know, some, I, take some swimming lessons quickly. Um, Luke <laughs> says, remember that fire about two months back that started just before the podcast? They used um, the Netherlands alert emergency message to give a very directed alert. I got one to close windows and ventilations since the smoke was toxic. So I think... The, okay, I well, mean, maybe they can then. I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't... They don't tell us anything about it. All we, all we know is that we're going to have an alert that's going to inconvenience us in the middle of our very important podcast recording that mm. is more important than, you know, immediate death from nuclear missiles. I agree. <laughs> I agree. They, yeah. I mean, they, 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 they picked the, the time of day so that it didn't coincide with um, the, the London Marathon. Oh, great. Um, so if you're going to do that... You might as well skip over our podcast as well. What a bunch of... Anyway, um, <laughs> let us know what you think. Bear in mind, if you would like to join us live next week when we record the podcast i mean this is this is this is a new level of nerdy even for us. But if you would like to join us live when we all get in the UK our emergency broadcast signal going off at three pm because it will be right in the middle of our taping, then um, join us, patreon.com forward slash UK tech, um, become a patron, come and join our live discord. Any any patron who is uh, already able to listen live can tune in. It will be a lot of fun, I think. Um, but regardless, let us know how you feel and tell us how the experience was for you, of course, if you're in another country and have had one of these. Hello at uktechshow.com Hello, it's me, Devon and Cornwall Police, Nate, are apparently awash with cash. I don't know what I was doing. I just panicked. I liked that, it, though. That sting ends so abruptly, and I always know it's going to end abruptly, but I'm never quite sure when. Anyway, Devon and Cornwall Police, Nate, are apparently awash with cash, so much so they're going to use drones to detect bad driving. Look, I'm in a bad mood today. There's Clearly. no way, there's no two ways around this because I was annoyed by the last story and I'm annoyed by this story. Um, these drones will detect bad driving and they're flying electronic cops uh, who are apparently able to spot dangerous driving from the air as well as record incidents, check MOT, tax and insurance statuses of both car and driver, depending can on, I just on which check, one. Yeah. Can I just check in here? Yes. So this is drones flying over roads spotting Mm. bad driving stationary drones i'm led to believe right so the drone will be placed in a location that's dangerous apparently um not one with any trees over the top of it though because obviously that wouldn't work um yeah Yeah. and um and that's and so they'll they'll sort of monitor activity they're starting off apparently with motorcyclists because apparently motorcyclists are likely to have accidents yeah. I mean, that's in news to no one when you've only got two wheels instead of four and nothing surrounding you. Yes, 
Uh, they also go very quickly. Anyway, mm. there seems to be a general feeling in this country that the best approach for anything motoring related is to stick a camera somewhere. Mm. Uh, number plate recognition, drones now, average mm. speed cameras, that stupid junction in Bank, London, outside your office, Nate. Yeah. Uh, well, that, they're, re- um, they're, re- they're rebuilding it at the moment, and it's uh, annoying well, me. Well, they, I would like them to rebuild it because the whole argument about that camera, and in fact, it was Bloomberg that did a Freedom of Information request to discover the amount. It made £15 million in three years, that camera, yeah. because the signing isn't very good and people just don't know. And it's and it's timed. So it's like 7am to 7pm. You can't drive across it. Um, now, I have no problem with that. None at all. If you want to have a cycle-only road and a bus-only road, no problems. But just, can you make it clear to people? Because 15 million quid is not the amount of money that comes from people who are just flouting the rules for the, because they can afford it. That is an amount of money that can only come from people not understanding. And, you know, anyway, blah, blah, blah. That's not necessarily relevant. But quite apart from anything else, I'm just annoyed by the amount of tracking and surveillance that motorists seem to undergo. It's quite staggering, frankly. Um, Would we accept it for any other aspect of our lives? Perhaps we do and we don't realise it. But anyway, I've had enough of it. Um, The endless money for tech to track motorists while our roads fall apart, riddled with potholes, staggers me. Nate, you don't drive. So as you can imagine, I'm keen to hear your take on this. I I don't drive, but I am driven a lot. Yes, I bet you've noticed the potholes, haven't you, as you're trying to type a script driving home? I tell you something, mate. What is with all the potholes at the moment? Well, we had a um, a snap of cold, didn't we? And that what happens is water gets into the road surface. It gets very cold. It freezes and it breaks apart the structure. And then cars drive over it and they rip it out. Also, everyone seems to have bought an SUV, which are heavier than most cars. So they're not doing any favours to the road surface either. Uh, yes, yeah, so there are a lot of potholes and councils just seemingly can't be bothered. I'm not kidding. I have never seen so many potholes in so many places. As you say, I don't I don't drive. Uh, I, 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 got, I came I was driving in Farnham the other day. Right. And I'm not joking. There was a there was a it wasn't a pothole so much as it was an entire canyon in the road. <laughs> it was literally from it was across one carriageway it was almost like someone had dug a hole in the road and not put up a, a roadwork sign but it was this absolutely tremendous trench that you could drive through if you did it extremely slowly fortunately i saw it because if i hadn't i'd have just gone through it at the speed limit say you know 20 30 miles an hour whatever it was and i would have been in for a shock and new shock absorbers um because those are things on cars in case you didn't understand oh that's good. <laughs> is, that thing that, is, that, you know. is that the thing that the wheels are on yeah clever uh john says potholes <laughs> are awful uh, uh here too um i don't know where john lives uh where do you live john it's not far from london or is it london anyway this, that's kind of irrelevant uh terrified of trashing <laughs> my bike on them they affect cyclists yeah, too my mate crashed his front wheel as you can't see them in it's, the rain it's worse for cyclists because in a car you might do 300 400 quid's worth of damage in a on a bike you're going to go over the handlebars and yeah. do face damage and now you're talking about bikes now you're speaking my language i've just i've decided this is an even bigger problem than i i first thought but back to but it's also not the point is it we were talking about drones but there is a there is a point here there never seems to be a shortage of money for stupid technology for the police but there is a shortage of money for actually doing policing 
I'll give you an example. Go on. Why don't you have police out in police cars? Because here's what happened to me 20 years ago. I was driving to my job at the BBC in London and I undertook a police van on just as we were coming up to a pedestrian crossing, which is illegal. Now, of course, I was tired. It was morning. I made a mistake. They pulled me over. They said, hey, why do you think we pulled you over? And I was like, going too quick or something? And they went, no, you you undertook us at a crossing. You can't do that because you can't see if there's someone coming. I was like, oh, right, okay. They said, don't do it again, on your way. Who? Everyone learned something from that interaction, didn't they? But instead, we've decided that we're going to put drones in the air, which can't teach anyone anything and can only serve to do more stupid checking on MOTs and insurance and jazz like that i mean not that i'm against that because everyone should have mot tax and insurance and people who don't should be taken off the road but anyway here's my here's my here's my devil's advocacy yeah cool um i right i don't have a i mean i don't like them i don't like cameras the 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 cameras cameras. in cameras in general however my my frustration with this wouldn't be specifically that they exist because there w- we wouldn't be having this conversation if it was just another camera, a static camera. We are having the conversation because... Well, it's, I it's, would be having a conversation, probably not on the show because I'd be having it with myself shouting yeah. in my car. Right. So it's specifically because they're a drone. And the thing that differentiates a drone camera from a, uh, a static camera is that drones are free to move. So my, my worry... Uh, would and we don't have any evidence for this, but my worry would be that the drones would follow a vehicle or follow a driver for some other reason. And that that's the bit that, that would concern me because you cannot really do that with a static camera once you move out the confines of just a, a zoom lens. Um, yeah. So and, and they can be moved. And a camera that is moved into a position where there seems to be a larger buildup of accidents or bad overtaking, you know, you look at the ring road around London... Um, that is, I mean, that is like the the wanker's hideout, frankly, and it's not even hiding. Those <laughs> car people who drive, who the some of the worst drivers in the world are on the A6 up in uh, in Buxton, going over to Macclesfield on the Cattenford right. Road, and the others are on the ring. Now, when you say London. bad drivers, what what are we talking here? It's often people in BMWs driving incredibly quickly. It's to always things they don't in- need to rush to. <laughs> It's always people in BMWs. You know. um, I say that as a former BMW driver. Right. Um, I, d- I don't know. Yeah, I mean, sure. Speed is not good, right? So, but, but, also, but, 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 but yes. to, f- to finish the point, it's not about the speed. It's about if there are areas where there are repeatedly accidents taking place of some kind because of poor driving, then does it not make sense to have a camera that you can move to that location and away, therefore, from another location to better serve that area. Yes. In, in principle. But let me, let me just say that I think that this is not... I don't know what's wrong with me today, right? Because it appears that I've gone off technology. This does not, does not feel to me like it needs a technological solution. It feels like it needs um, police to go and be in places where there are accidents. Um, because you're going to need police anyway, because someone's got to operate the thing. And then and then their point in the story, uh, which comes from LondonWorld.com, not a site I was familiar with. Um, but the, the point is that they would then, they, they then said they're going to mobilise police to go and f- get people as a result of this. So basically, the drone will see you do something, possibly speeding, uh, and then the police will come and intercept you or something. Now, 
obviously you know there are lots of people in the world who like go to motorcycle clubs and then they go for a nice spirited drive in the country and they're not really hurting anyone perhaps themselves maybe um but they're you know they're out and they're having some fun and they're enjoying themselves um this is the kind of thing that they're targeting i feel Mm. you're probably right i mean this is what what are you supposed to do if you want to go and drive quickly where are you supposed to go i mean i know (laughs) the public roads are probably not the place for it but if it's a quiet road in the country when there's not very many people around and you want to put the hammer down i mean you know there's nowhere else to go there are private racetracks well you, you can't just have a private racetrack can you well, you can't I mean, have it costs like things. tens of thousands of pounds to hire a racetrack. No, you can. We pay should have to a Nurburgring. To... That's no, what we you... need. We need the Nurburgring in the UK. But I'm pretty sure you can pay to go to places where you can put your foot down. You can if you go it's speeding not the same, through the though. countryside. I mean, it might be what you see on the front of a Saga magazine that's sort of um, promoting the benefits of a of a nice, well funded retirement. But realistically, you're going <laughs> to hit a deer. Or you're going to crash Maybe. into a, a new a pair of newlyweds, uh, and <laughs> that's, that's just, incredible. <laughs> it's that's just, gonna, just newlyweds out on the road. It's going to ruin your. Di- Have you seen newlyweds these days? They they they're all over the place, mate. All over the place. It's like true. It's, it's like a scourge. It's yeah. John, it John in the chat said private roads um, uh, in the country are my cycling commute, and I gamble with my life every day. Uh, John, you know what? I, I I've been thinking about this. so often recently in that i don't know why we're not building roads just for cyclists frankly i don't know why we're not like either shutting existing roads and making them the cycleways i'll give you an example in surbiton they they put at massive expense put down a, a cycle lane up the main road but then they managed to put then they did a traffic thing so they blocked off a road so cars can't rat run so the main road has like a cycle lane and then they blocked off the side road so you couldn't drive up it as an alternative but all the cyclists should be surely on that nice quiet side road now why are they not directing people away from the main roads as cyclists and giving them a nice safe route i don't understand we we have the national cycle network we do and some bits of it are very good but i don't think a little white line on the side of the road is really sufficient i think cyclists and pedestrians and sort you know pedestrians but you know it's why not have a little a better way of doing it anyway i, I get the point it's mm. um it, it, it's it's everyone has to share the roads and i'm not defending outrageous speed but at the same time i'm also annoyed by the fact that you can't do anything anymore without someone putting a drone in the air to watch you i mean that's not true this is like one example of a thing but you know <laughs> if we let them do this then they'll just keep doing it won't they there'll be drones everywhere watching everything all the time yeah well, we've droned on enough about this. Um, oh, brilliant! And I'm aware that, um, you know, based on Ian's level of anger, it, it's highly likely that, you know, he's oh, discovered... Oh, I don't care. What's the point? It's no fun going for a drive anymore anyway. There's no, there's nowhere to go, nothing to do. There are potholes everywhere. You can't drive quickly. But you can't even drive at the speed limit. People are just doing 20 under the whole time. It's just, you might as well not bother. It's mate, a chore. Mate, mate, you should have been on the M11 earlier because people there drive at a minimum of 80 miles an hour. Sounds Except sensible for- to me. <laughs> I mean, 80 miles an hour on a roadway, I think, is fine. I, mm. I don't have a problem with it. Could be 90. Mm. You know? I mean, obviously, well, there are reaction differences. And people don't pay any attention. I've watched some people today driving as if they weren't even looking at the road. There was a Volvo SUV swerving all over the place. I was like, what are you doing in there, mate? 
Well, are you a newlywed couple? Have you recently been hit by a Jaguar driven by Ian in uh, <laughs> Cornwall? I'm very considerate. I'm very considerate. Yeah. Uh, let us know any thoughts you have on this, of course. Send them to us. Hello at UKTechShow.com. Just had a pop-up reminder on my screen. It yes. says, Kate added vintage cheese to shopping. Now, I'm pretty sure that Kate added vintage cheese to our shared shopping list uh, about a week ago. I'm pretty sure I bought some on Friday. Why this reminder has just popped up is beyond me. But, but where's that reminder say, come from? Well, we have a shared shopping list. We tell Siri the things we need throughout the week. And then when we put the Ocado order in, I just look at the shopping list and uh, and add it. But I spotted but, that Kate had add, added that as I was uh, walking past a Waitrose. That's pointless. Point is, I don't know why it just popped up, but I thought I'd tell you because it's a podcast. No, I mean, I wasn't disinterested in it. Well, also not disinterested in anything is John. John wrote in and he says... Hi, Nathan Ian. Your discussion on this week's show about the book depository reminded me of the UK's early answer to Amazon, the Internet Bookshop. Good title. The Internet Bookshop got <laughs> a lot of press in the late 90s as it seemed to be setting itself up as a UK-based competitor to Amazon, which was still US only at that point. Unfortunately, it was another competitor that was its downfall. WH Smith bought the Internet Bookshop and promptly shut it down uh, as it didn't want to be an online competitor, so... Uh, to its high street stores. So, rather bizarrely, WH Smiths could have been the biggest competitor to Amazon if it had had any form of foresight. Another one of WH Smith's many brilliant business decisions. Over could the sell years. books online, but instead just try and sell everyone Haribo at the checkout. Uh, more business decisions. <laughs> would you like week. a free copy of the Telegraph with that bottle of water? No, I wouldn't. I won't. I don't want it for free at all. No, you get a bottle of water, but you also get the Telegraph. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm perfectly fine with the Telegraph. Um, some good writers there. However, I'm even more grateful to John. So thanks, John, for that message. Yeah, um, thanks for writing in. Appreciate it. We don't yeah. read every email out, do we? But we do read them all. Not every single one. I mean, we get we get quite a we get quite a few. We have some people who write in um, every week and tell us what yes, they think. Yes, that's, that's and true. That's and I don't I don't believe I have access to that mailbox directly. But you do send me the ones that you feel I the, should see. I send you the ones that I feel we're going to use on the show. But we, do, as Ian says, we do read them all. Um, we also listen every week to Tom Merritt, and Tom Merritt's got something to say. He does Daily Tech News Show, and he sent us this. This week on Daily Tech News Show, why we don't need apps for our smartwatches, how to find a good VPN, why the renaming of HBO Max to Max actually kind of makes sense, the good and bad of the new NVIDIA RTX 4070 card, and how Jeff Dwoskin uses ChatGPT to enhance his podcast production. All that and much more at DailyTechNewsShow.com. There he is, coming mm. to a television screen possibly at some point in future on a show I may or may not beyond that starts this week who knows uh that is a joke because my new series does start this week on bloomberg <laughs> so you should all go okay. and watch it yeah more more on that at a separate date uh look at my twitter please and you will see a trailer it's rather good in fact it's brilliant you should watch it go and watch it now uh ian yes anything else I've you'd like to it. say it was no. good wasn't it <clears throat> yes it, i enjoyed it it's yeah, very entertaining it, it was yeah it was It'll be an interesting show. I can't wait. Okay. I think that's as much. But I won't have long to wait by the sound of things. Uh, no, not long at all. Uh, <laughs> I can't remember if I mentioned that I was making a series about AI. No, but, never uh, once. 
but uh, but I but I I have slash am and it is out later this week. Look at my Twitter. That's enough plugging and promo. Um, thanks everybody for listening. Please leave us a review somewhere if you'd like. R- <laughs> write it on the back of a toilet door. Write it on <laughs> Apple Podcasts. The choice is yours. We do uh, not but, endorse graffiti. Just to be clear, no. Or speeding. No, neither of those things. Uh, Ian, I have pressed outro. Go. Um, thanks very much for pressing outro. I can't hear it. Oh, it's there. There it is. It's building. It's building. It's over. Worried you'll need to babysit your robot vacuum? Think again. Meet Eufy X10 Pro Omni Robot Vacuum with AI-powered navigation to recognize and avoid over 100 objects. It's the winner of five Best of CES awards. And Digital Trend says it boasts almost all the same features as robot vacuums that cost twice as much. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com, that's E-U-F-Y.com, and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799.